Hello and welcome to 2022, hopefully not 2020, the third edition. I'm Sean Smith, this is the Sam Green Race Engineering Show, and he's Sam Green. Hello Sam. Happy New Year. Indeed. Um, well, what a year 2021 was, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, lasted. Lasted about that, the better. Lasted, lasted about a year, which I yep. think was probably the most... Um, which is about 364 days too long, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think... Speaking uh, of things that are too long, shall we talk about Formula One? What, just being too long? We're too many races. <laughs> too, far too many races. It's basically, uh, basically NASCAR. Uh, right, this is the uh, Sam Grace Engineering Show. If people haven't listened to it before, uh, it's... Um, it's, it's, just, it's the same as every other show we do. It's just us giving an opinion. So, what has caused the discussion this time it has been the uh what's it called a teaser image um of the mercedes 2022 formula one car which um sam kindly shared with our group and i was like i need to make a podcast about that so here we go yep um so it was i think it was not new year's day i think wasn't it? it was on the first um mercedes shared a very very darkened image of what is potentially their new car for the new regs with the Mercedes badges on it. Um, and then the first thing I did when I saw it was edit it to make it brighter so we can actually see it. <laughs> oh, is that actually your editation? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, brilliant. I just did that with my phone. Wow. That, that's actually quite... You've actually done quite a good job then. <laughs> I know, it's not so, bad, is it? I, 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 I was prepared to not give you any credit at all. I was going to say, uh, you found it on a website, but no, fair play. Uh, we'll yeah, have... no, I, I edited that to make it a bit brighter so that we could actually see some of the detail, but I'm not sure how much is actually the real car and what's not. Well, so, yeah, that, I mean, considering we're still in literally the first week of January, um, yeah. we all know that a lot of test mules would have been made at the factories, um, a lot of... Uh, developments and ideas and some carryovers if any are available from previous cars um will be bolted on before they put on the fully fledged aerodynamic packages for testing in the first race where are we this year in the first race bahrain is it uh yeah bahrain i think um, um but yeah it will obviously early images are never the full story not anymore anyway um mm. but either way we've got some indications uh and some things that i really like uh, number one, the dodgy dick noses might be gone. Yes, so this is more like a traditional proper Formula One nose, isn't it? It's sort of. It's much more back to the sort of. Uh, not necessarily the early 2000s, because they were quite high then, but they sort of had the uh, actual uh, profile that you'd expect rather than the... Say, the shape reminds me of like the early 2000s for some of the cars yeah depends a lot lower than those sort of like the uh, i say sort of like uh, maybe around 2006 or the the ferrari that's of, the, of that era sort of yeah bit, exactly yeah bit rounder bit flatter a lot flatter actually um but we'll start at the front and work our way back um number one front wing considerably nicer Yes, so the front wings have been significantly simplified, haven't they, for these regs. So rather than lots of little intricacies, it is full width. So it does, the the end plates, for want of a better word, are flush with the outside of the front wheels. So mm -hmm. 
it will help with that. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's been the case sort of since 2009. The, the front wing's been changing in tiny increments uh, to be as wide as the front wheels, to be slightly in board of the front wheels, and then back out again. And then again, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a nuance rather than a dramatic change. But as you say, the dramatic change is the simplification of the... Uh, M of the uh, what they call elements of the front wing. Yes, yeah, and it is still three elements on this current image that we've seen, um, but they are quite nice and swooping and they're quite elegant actually, really, don't they? From um, more form over function uh, rather than function over form, what we've seen in a few. Well, I'm sure there's obviously it's still functional, but I, th I think <laughs> um, what's made the biggest difference there is the um, the loss of the I think it's called the Y250 area. Yes, which is the vortex that goes towards the barge boards and the uh, around the suspension, I think, isn't it? Or is it uh, the, no, no, is the, no, the, the trailing y, one? The Y two fifty is the center underneath the nose where no aerodynamic parts can be, which is why you used uh, to have yes. all of your M plates literally at the end, and you had a big sort of flat board basically underneath the nose. Um, now, what seems to have happened is that the uh, that area has been opened up a bit more to those three elements so they now come from the underside of the front wing up into their inboard crest which uh, is this case on the Mercedes image um, and then down to the end plates and then the sort of vertical tall uh, end plates that we're seeing on those on these cars and we saw in the concept as well yeah the um, the end plates on these it looks a lot more like you know like the little wing flicks that you see on airliners and stuff like that yeah. it's a lot more uh, like that isn't it what are they called trailing it was well, trailing edge is what it is but i can't yeah, remember yeah um but they're kind of almost like a shark not a shark fin as in the engine cover shark fin as in a jaws style what you see <laughs> just before you get eaten shark fin that sort of shape aren't they <laughs> that's a brilliant description mate you're right this is a new year and a new uh a new level of detail for Stevie Automotive. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not shark fin like the one from Jaws who's going to interior. Well, I thought I had to. I should. I should clarify. But, um... <laughs> no, no, no. It's a. It's a perfectly good description. <laughs> um, uh, We're moving slightly further back. We've then got, which is going to be quite interesting, these little winglets are over the front wheels. Yes. Now they were a big talking point of. Um, when the first concepts came out, was it like a year and a half ago? Now we saw first yeah. saw the uh, the uh, 2021 um, F1 cars, which are they're a bit delayed, a bit delayed due to um, COVIDs and other reasons, and budget caps and lots of other fun stuff like that. Um, yes, what was going with that? Um, but yes, it's basically they're there to try and. It's to tidy up the airflow around the tyres, which is where most of the dirty air on an F1 car these days comes from. Because obviously yes. you have large masses of solid ma well, of solid um, material, basically, pushing the air, because obviously wheels spin, well, they spin to go forward, and push the air yeah. in the opposite direction the car wants to go, so, which causes so turbulence. The way, to try and, the way to think of it is obviously they're spinning against the airflow. Yes. Which means is it makes the air around it very, very turbulent, um, and the team's got quite good at managing it to uh, make sure it had the maximum impact, shall we say, on the cars behind them, 
and less impact on things like their own cooling or their own rear wing. Um, which is fine, obviously, because you want your car to be fast and if they're behind you, you want them to stay behind you. But, at the same time, uh, it did mean that we got this dirty air problem. Yeah, I've just posted on our, on our Discord chat um, sort of the FIA's picture of how the new cars will compare to the, uh, yeah. the previous designs. Um, yeah, so I'm sure you'll add this to the, uh, yes, to the post will, as well. You can, you can see there the difference that can be made by... Uh, and and we'll come on to the reasons why, but basically this car is uh, a lot more underbody focused. Mm -hmm. Now, long-time listeners to Terry Automotive will be aware of our, um, shall we say... Uh, being a, f a fandom isn't the right word. We like to take the piss out of the Nissan uh, uh, GTR LM Nismo from 2015, yeah. um, mainly because Cree was a fan of Nissan, and I think still is, but... Um, probably significantly less so now that he's uh, friends with us um, but um the one of the main in fact the delta ring as well but the 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 gcr lm was a much more um a much better example that that car had venturi tunnels which is what the main feature of um f1's going to be this year it had venturi yeah. tunnels which you could literally if you had like got down on your knees looked down um through the diffuser you could see air you can see light. You can't see air, obviously. You uh, you saw light at the other end of the car, um, which is where the intakes were, or part of the intakes were on the, at, the, at the the nose cone section. And F1's doing something very similar. Basically, the diffusers, as we knew them um, previously, are being raised to make little literal tunnels um, at the front where we used to have the barge boards and the horrible, disgusting furniture that was around there. Uh, that's being opened up for underfloor downforce. Um, it pressurizes as it goes under the car, which is where you get the suction effect, which is what ground effect is. Um, and then it is basically, uh, you then will have, you, you lose the vacuum that is caused by the current F1 cars as it comes out the diffuser and past the rear wing. Um, yeah. And that's, so that's why that, it's cleaner air. That expansion area behind the car essentially is what makes the ground effect work. That's what generates the low pressure on sort of the midsection of the car yeah and that's what pulls it into the ground rather than what we've had in the last few years which is just enormous wings pushing the car down now when you push it down it has to push the air up which means you get a big slipstream effect but you basically make you basically make a tidal wave behind you of air which is what yeah. is then as you well, again i'll post the image that i'm referencing uh with the old car where you can see the dark blue and black area um and then it turns green again what's happening there is the air is sort of crashing down and due to the um vacuum where the black area is uh obviously air has to fill um a vacuum because just about, just like a vacuum cleaner it will pull anything that's that's there so that's where if a car is behind close behind another car but not within the vacuum that's where that dirty, crashy air is going over its rear wing, over its aerodynamics, and um, basically destroying the <laughs> the aero profile of the car. And that's because of the air that's coming through more cleanly, sort of over the car, because it's got less downforce parts, which are obviously anything that is, and um, any part of a car is going to cause drag, which is what 
creates dirty air and creates the the downforce as well. Yeah. But the um, the change of how the air is coming through the, underneath the car, getting rid of the vacuum behind the car, and also the less reliance and less downforce being generated on the top surface of the car, is allowing that air to be um, hopefully. We'll obviously, we'll, we'll see when we get on track, but hopefully that will allow the cars to create more downforce for themselves if they're following, because that air is less disturbed. Yes, it's the best. So it's the best way I can put that. Yeah, would you like some stats to show how much difference? Yes, so I would. This is this is a stat from Formula One. So again, obviously, this is coming from the people that have developed the rules. So in theory, you'd like to think this is accurate. Um, last year's cars if you're running 20 meters behind a car you lost 35 percent of your downforce that's a quite a lot if you were 10 meters behind that behind that went up to 46 percent which is a huge amount let's face it yep um if you were uh in the modern car the new car 20 meters behind you lose four percent no really Four percent. There's no. There is no way it'll be that low. That's, this is what they're saying. Well, okay. I, the, yeah. And then ten meters, eighteen percent. That's. Uh, I can only assume that's I, purely uh, because of the more reliance on the diffuser rather than the wings, because the wings are much more simplified, aren't they? Yeah, it's the the wings are simpler. They they will have less elements to cause drag, which is what destroys the air behind it. Um, there's the no, cars are also smaller. So yeah, in I saw, theory, that's I saw this a smaller hole in the air. I saw this picture. I don't understand how the cars are smaller because they still have to carry all their fuel. Well, I think realistically, most of that space is surely coming from um, just the the smaller floor area as much as anything. So the cockpit, I think, is well, the actual cockpit, as in where the driver is sitting, is the same size obviously in fact if anything i think it's a little bit bigger um but the nose itself is a lot shorter there's less behind the driver as well so when you see like the the, the actual difference between them the wheelbase is a much much reduced um the track width isn't massively different do you know if that's um, by uh rule sets or if that's just what teams are doing no, I think that is by rule set. They do mandate a um, like uh, what would it be? a wheelbase. That's the right word. Yeah. Um, Which there is a mandatory wheelbase between. Oh, I think it's between something and something, but I don't know what the figures are. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, hmm, that'll be interesting. Because so, I mean, what, a, a lot of my gripes with the, shall we say, 2017 onwards spec cars. Um, they are too wide and they're definitely too long. Um, they're massive, aren't they? They're the biggest. They're the biggest Formula One. Oh, car by a mile! By a mile! Huge. I've seen. And like, when you compare them to like a 07 car, which was, that's what, the I, was same I was literally sort of about to reference there, them. Right? Yeah, I was literally about to reference the 2008 cars. Um, which, they're massive, aren't they? They're huge. Because I mean, sure, the 2007-2008 cars didn't have to carry all their race fuel. But no, they, equally. But even in terms of just like the length of the body. And things like that. It's just massive. I mean, also think about how inefficient those engines were back then. So they would have been still been carrying a lot of fuel. Um, but well, no, yeah, you're exactly. right. But you're right. It's it was just oh, it's mad how big F1 cars are now. 
and how heavy they're Especially, getting. I was going to say they're getting heavier as well this year. They certainly are. Really, really are. Um, and then, even, <laughs> it's even stranger. When you go somewhere like Goodwood and you see a 60s Formula One car, oh, they're minuscule. Uh, you realise that even then, there is a huge, huge difference um, between what was the size and what is the size now. And a lot mm. of that does come down to things like safety as much as anything. Well, it's safety, uh, it's handling, obviously, because a wider track means you have a wider base to pivot your inertia on. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm getting all the big words out today. It's good. I'm doing well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's definitely the case that F1 is going to be, I think, in theory, the cars will be more agile if they have a shorter wheelbase. Be um, I think I think you're right. I think they should be more agile. And actually, ground effect, as we've seen in history in Formula One, ground effect does lend itself more towards sort of agile cars rather than top end vast cars. However, because you haven't got that big draggy spoilers, actually mm. the cars are slightly quicker on the straights as well. Generally, yes. I mean, yeah. Top speeds. I would be surprised if they're slower i would be amazed if they're slower frankly this year you well when it's the same basically the same power unit they're getting rid of one element aren't they getting rid of the mguh not this year um mm, i thought that was this year no i thought i thought it was they're considering doing that in order to get another engine manufacturer in i see okay um but uh yeah in that case then it's the same power unit so there's absolutely no reason why it shouldn't be um, faster mm -hmm. in a straight line at the very least and, and in theory once I think maybe not initially I think lap times will suffer a bit initially because the cars have just got less downforce that's yeah, the whole point there's no way the cars will be faster than no. the um, monsters which is what the, the 2000 especially 2019 20 spec cars were yeah exactly the the, the they were record breakers. They were sort of designed to be record breakers. I mean, well, well, you say that, Sam, but, you know, if you put slick tyres on a Ferrari 2004, it'll still go faster than them, but I'm, digre <laughs> I'm digressing. Um, anyway, um, one, I think, one a very, probably the most interesting part of this car to me is, actually, that's not true. One of the interesting parts of this car, I'll get to my favourite bit a bit later, um, is the rear wing, where it, yeah. sort, it sort of no, looks cool. integrated. It does look a lot more integrated, but it isn't actually. It's still mounted. It's actually hung, so the rear wing is actually hung. Um, is it using a swan neck? Is, it is. Yes. So it's using a swan neck uh, mounting, which is far as we found at uni is far far good. Better more, looking. <laughs> well, it looks a lot. Yeah, it looks way nicer. And it's everyone, also, everyone knows good looking cars win. Exactly. Um, but they are just generally. Uh, better as well. They're more efficient in terms of the way they actually work. Well, they, they um, weigh they weigh less. Um, you can get problems of um, aerodynamic. Uh, what's it called? Like disturbance. You can get it sort of. Um, what's the word I'm after? It can it can be like a seesaw. What's that called? Um, it can shake. Yeah, it can shake. It can fluctuate. Um, if it gets knocked, or if it, if the da if the forces aren't quite working, it's not quite built correctly, etc. 
Um, yeah, I think it's not fully hung, if that makes sense. There is brackets lower down and the protection diffuser, yeah. but more as stabilization. And then the actual load bearing part is those two struts that we can see uh, just behind the engine cover by the exhaust. Just posting another picture so into our Discord. Lead, leading edge. Yeah, so it's basically, it's got, they've got the sort of, um, they call beam wings, the lower down ones. Uh, yeah, I think they used to be called beam wings. Um, basically, they're connected there to the diffuser in the gearbox, uh, and you can see also they're, they're probably tethered as well um, to the floor of the car. Um, yeah. So, so it'll be, again, it'll be a, with the standards of F1 these days and the manufacturing processes all the teams use, pff, they're not going to have problems with rigidity, I don't think, after no. after a couple of races at least, or, or probably, yeah, exactly. probably, probably after testing. Um, yeah, we might see a bit bit of uh, body loose body work in testing potentially, but then after that, I think they'll get it sorted when they. I don't think. Uh, well, they've um, got they've got a lot more area, especially the front wing. They've got a lot more area to actually clamp the nose of the car to the um, to the front wing because obviously what they were doing with the Y two fifty area um, in the front wing, they had literally like a couple of inches where the front wing was yeah. um, adjoining to the to the car. Uh, they've got so much more space now to do that, and I don't think I don't think I think um, um, what's it called in terms of the car's rigidity and its put togetherness, I think they should have no excuses at all for. Oh, absolutely work. not. I mean, they're still Formula One teams, and they're still some of the most technical, technologically advanced companies in the world. Mm -hmm. Let's face it. I mean, they'll push. They'll push. They'll push the limits. Of course, they will. Yeah, of course, they would. They don't, don't want to over spec themselves either of course no because um, obviously more, more material heavy. means more yeah more material means more weight and especially with, with a car which is even heavier somehow than last year's um <laughs> i mean a lot of that is down to the wheels actually but we'll get to that in a second um yeah, yeah i think i mean this this podcast episode in particular is to do with the the scientific and technicalities and the principles of this new car um, I would prefer it to be back down to 1.8 meters wide, but that's it, they're not doing that for now. Um, I think the basic, like baseline principle for this car is good. I I would agree, um, and, and all the things that all the the methodology that has been designed around, mm -hmm. I think, is all good. It makes good sense. Uh, it, will, it should be good for racing as well. Um, and I, 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 I'm intrigued to see how um, how it, it plays out, really, and, and if the teams do manage to find any little loopholes anywhere, mm. um, which, let's face it, they will. They will have been trying to find them now since 2019 when these rules were announced. So uh, they've had long enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'd imagine we will see some interesting stuff at testing, which Speak may not be on race cars. Speaking of interesting stuff at testing, shall we talk about the new 18-inch rims? Yes. No longer, so, no longer does a Formula One car have a same t uh, hub size as a Fiat Cinquecento Sporting. Yeah. Or a Mini. So we've gone, we've gone from having 13-inch wheels um, and big old chunky sidewall tyres to 18-inch uh, lower profile tyres. I think the actual tyres themselves are the same size overall. It's yeah. just a lot more of it now is the rim. Mm -hmm. Less of it is tyre cycle. Um, which actually I think looks pretty cool. 
Um, I mean, let's be honest. I'm, I'm a um, fan of it. They're basically now just Le Mans tyres. They are pretty much exactly the same, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like you just said, what modern car has a 13-inch wheel? Well, Nothing. That, yeah, bikes. Yeah. Um, and even then, really, I just... I don't... I, Formula One shouldn't necessarily have to be... And I hate the phrase... In inverted commas, road relevance. Road relevant oh, I knew you were going to say that. It's my least favourite saying in F1. Yeah, I mean, because it's Formula One, the cars aren't ro road relevant, let's face it. It's a single seater. But <laughs> yeah, I but, do but think. But what if you buy, Sam, a Caparo T1? Well, it, to be fair, even on a Caparo T1, you're unlikely to have 13 inch wheels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Touche, well said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, to be fair, even if you've got those Michelin Cup Sport whatever they are they're not going to be a tiny little rim like that they're going to be at least 18 inches um, and that's what Formula 1 have gone for now they've also brought in or brought back wheel covers yes now I'm happy with this because um, these were last seen on the 2008 cars um, to many people's hatred i.e. Martin Brundles so I'll be very happy to hear him, <laughs> moan, hear him moan about that um I think they're awesome. I've always liked wheel covers. I think they make the cars look more elegant. I think that, especially with Ferrari's ones they had in 2008, where they had sort of, sort of basically the, they had brake ducts on the edge of the um, uh, of the spinners, as they called them back then, mm. um, and they looked awesome. Um, but they did. But I doubt they'll be as good this year. I think they've. Um, I don't know how much they're mandating the size or design of them is the only problem hmm. um, but uh, there is an interesting concept and I don't know if we're going to see it this year or if it's even going to actually happen uh, but there is a concept of having LEDs in them as well yes I've, I've seen this on um, like RSS's uh, yeah they, they have it on their is this, is this sort of to so is F1's way of like indicating race position and using cur not it, curves yeah. or whatever yeah, possibly cursed, but I think mostly it's going to be like a Lumen rank system that you see on GT cars and stuff, where they have the position of the car. I think I prefer um, a board. Which is an interesting one. I think I prefer a board. Like I think a board would be maybe easier to see. Because yeah, uh, IndyCar have a board. Well, they used to. I think they do still. Yeah, so I behind the, behind uh, the, oh, I don't think they do. They, they did briefly uh, behind the um, driver's head. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they have any more. Um, if it didn't work <laughs> e equally to be fair with the speed that an IndyCar goes they're changing position too often they get to, maybe F1 will have that problem maybe F1 will have the problem of, car, of cars actually being able to overtake each other um, yeah. but it would be interesting wouldn't it um, but I think as well the, the, the real reason for the aero covers on the wheels is for exactly that they are to reduce drag yep. on the outside edge of the wheel yep. um, so again we're getting less dirty air from those flatter um, uh, sort of hubcaps almost well it was they? worse than that with but, the old uh, cars because they used to blow the uh, the rims so they used to have blown rims so basically where where they would have aero basically coming through there and having it sort of come back around into the car into the coke bottle yeah. um, uh, into the coke bottle rear end um, which I'm sure teams will be very clever. They'll be finding ways to do that again with these new cars. But on the face of it, you're right. It should, in theory, 
again lower the um, the drag coefficient and hopefully lower the dirty air. Yeah, because it's a nice flat edge basically, rather than a spinning wheel. Yeah, should we talk it about? It still is a spinning wheel, obviously, but it's flat. Yeah, should we talk about my favourite thing this time? Go on then. I, I, I'm going to let you guess what it is first. What is the thing? Is it I'm... the little? Sh is it the little shark fin on the engine? Yes, it is. Shark fins are coming back again. <laughs> oh, I love shark fins. Um, made prop. Well, shark fins have been around for years. Like we, we first saw them like back in the nineties in IndyCar. Uh, in F one terms, uh, oh, in fact, no, the Jordans also had them in the nineties as well. Ignore that. Um, the main. It, while I've been watching for Formula One, shark fins first came into force when Red Bull put one on the back of the RB three or yeah. four. One of those two. It might be in the RB4. It was one of those two. Um, and basically then everyone got one. Uh, in By 2008, um, Ferrari had one on the, on the F2008. Gorgeous car. Um, then in 2009, they had them, or some did, some didn't. The Braun famously didn't. Um, others turned into sort of the, uh, sort of a sail type rear uh, shark fin area. Uh, in 2010, McLaren introduced the F2008. Uh, was it the F-Duct? Yeah, it was. Um, which teams then hurriedly had to copy and then that eventually became, got banned in 2011, I want to say. And we haven't... We've sort of seen shark fins since then. Seen little ones. Yeah, yeah. sort of a, a few of the cars the last couple of years have had a small, like, flat edge on yeah. the engine cover, haven't they? Well, they're, they're not real shark fins. They're just sort of like... They're not a full shark fin, no. are they? But, the last... Um, the last like semi-proper shark fin that we saw race was on the Hispania F112 um, in 2012. Beautiful car. Um, yeah, that not, is not Sean's a, concise history of the Formula 1 shark fin. It, it is. I hope you liked it. Um, please, please subscribe. Uh, <laughs> now, look, I love shark fins. People say they're ugly. I think they're wrong. Martin Brown. Oh, no, hang on. They were on in 2017 as well. Yeah, we did have. That's what I mean. We've had them in previous years. No, but they were pro um, they were proper shark fins. But then they had the stupid, um, 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 -wing. yeah, T wing or ha or hangers, I suppose. Um, yeah, they did look like a coat hanger, didn't they? Yeah, they they, they were stupid. But these these ones are better. Mm. They they won't have they won't have um, coat hangers on the back. Hopefully, no fingers crossed. Uh, if they do, FIA ban them instantly. Um, <laughs> anyway, but no, I think. Now I'm going to ask you a question, Sam. Okay. The FIA say that um, these new cars, they they hope and expect all teams to be within 1.5 seconds of each other. Will they get close? I'm not saying I'm not saying will they do it. Will they get close? Oh, you know what? I genuinely would love to think that they will, but I don't know as I can really see it. I think. It may mix the order up a little bit. I'd be fully in favour of that. And I really hope that at the top end, at the very least, certain teams are closer to that top. Mm -hmm. So rather than it just being Mercedes and Red Bull, I hope that people like Ferrari, McLaren, Aston Martin, maybe even like Alpha Tauri, for example, what, or Alpine. What, I was about to say, what's about Renault Alpine? Can, can push on and regularly get podiums if they have a decent race but as yeah. long as they're racing close that's the main thing um, I mean the teams such as Alpine, Renault and um, 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 Haas they had the two oldest cars on the grid in 2021 they did, yes you'd expect them to be better 
than they were. Well, I think I'm right in saying that Haas, even Ferrari, really, didn't develop the car really at all this year. Ferrari had one. Ferrari had one developments, but that was mainly on the engine side. The car didn't really change, yeah. no. And obviously the engine is carrying over, so that makes sense. But for customer teams like Haas, um, well, Haas, I don't Haas, think they did any. No, they, did, they didn't do anything. They, they didn't even take the upgraded engine last year. No. Um, so they've got maximum tokens. The car's obviously totally different anyway, so the token system to a certain extent is irrelevant. I used to enjoy uh, the old token system back in the day. I think it works better for mid-season, really, doesn't it? Like, season to season, it should be free reign, I think. Yeah. But I used to enjoy the old um, three or four spending tokens through the, through the season. I thought that was, yeah. quite, I thought that was quite cool. Um, but obviously, costs and all that. Yeah. If it's, this is yeah, you know, Lewis Hamilton's got to be paid £50 million. You know, it's, it's just got to happen. They need to have the money saved to pay him that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the cars will be. <sighs> Who's the same thing? Who is probably going to be the back of the grid next year? If the, if I, if I Delara, it, no, I don't know because if Delara do what they did in two thousand and eighteen, and just make a banger of a car, which which was good enough for fourth in the bright in the right hands. Hmm. Oh, if they could do well, that. This is the trouble, though. This is but then, the trouble. I don't know, because Nikita Mazepin's shit. Um, <laughs> but Mick, I don't know, Mick, and Mick is still inexperienced. This is what I mean. I think if you... if you, I would like to think the cars themselves, or the Haas car itself, will be quick enough to be in the midfield. That's I the don't know as necessarily the drivers are ready to be. If it was if it was Mick Schumacher and Nico Hulkenberg, for example, I think Haas would be in a much better position for this year. Agreed. Yeah. I would agree with that. But I don't think I don't think they've got enough put the enough talent in the hot team as a whole. Because we said this before with Haas that they're never going to be the team which are able to push the limits of everything they have on their car because they buy in so much of it. That's it, isn't it? This is the trouble. There's too many third parties at Haas that have to get it right for Haas to do well. Yeah. Like, the Dallara needs to do their bit really well. It has to be a decent customer engine from Ferrari. Mm -hmm. um, well, the whole back end of the car is Ferrari, remember? Exactly. Yeah, so Engi engine, gearbox, suspension... Work. Um, brakes. You know, it's, yeah, it's a lot. And so all of that needs to function. Electronics. That'll be the same next year as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's a very big change and Ferrari needs to get it right for Haas to have a shot at doing it all right as well. I think that Sauber might be behind Haas next year, this year. Maybe. I, think I mean, the only upside that Haas have got in that respect is that it's Ferrari doing the development. Whereas at Salvo Romeo, it's very much more on their own head. It is, and I think they've made a huge mistake um, on their driver front, but that's a personal thing. Um, I don't think that Salvo Romeo... <sighs> Over the last few years, I've wanted them to do so well. And they've 
never come close. <laughs> no, this is it, isn't it? They didn't have a bad year last year. This is the thing. They, were, they would not. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I, well, yes, but they were not last. <laughs> it's basically what I mean. Yeah, but they they still lost to Williams. I mean, sure, well, George Russell yeah. getting second at Spa didn't help, but yeah, that car was not worthy of anything better. No. Uh, I think the Williams car was definitely better than it last year, wasn't that, it? You that, could tell. that old peaky downforce, mate. That old peaky downforce. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> I think Sauber. I think Sauber might be at the back. Mm. It depends what Williams do. If Williams. It, it does. Yeah, it does. I'd love to see Williams further up the field <clears> as well, to be totally honest. But it also. But again, I, I, I don't know. It's, really, it's, it's a hard one. Because Aston Martin could be back there. They had a terrible year last year. They could get even worse. Alpine, you never know what what the what Enstone are going to do if it's a terrible car or a great car, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. AlphaTauri, you got no idea. You know, their last two cars have been brilliant, but they've had so many awful cars um, or just mediocre cars that you don't know. This is it, isn't it? And and when the rule change is as big as it is, it does just. I mean. Let's say, let's just say, it. Mercedes and Red Bull will probably still be at the front. Let's well, face it, that, that's because the, they're the biggest budgets. They've got the top drivers. Oh, just but they've all got the same there. budget, Sam. <laughs> well, all right, but they, let's face they've it, they've got the best, the most, per the best and most personnel. Yes, the smaller teams, the midfield is going to be mixed up. I would imagine. I, mean, yeah. I hope to a certain extent, and I just hope that the midfield is closer to the front as well because that was always the problem that realistically mm -hmm. unless certain people had a bad race or they didn't finish or whatever it was realistically the Alpine or the Aston Martin wasn't really fast enough to win a race well they did this last year they did but luckily only when <laughs> things went wrong yeah yeah um, whereas really on a on a standard day, for want of a better phrase, it was realistically only going to be Mercedes or Red Bull that won that race. It might be either driver, but it you, was going to be. You one of those generally teams. knew who the top four were going to be, unless Lando Norris at the start of the season just went berserk. Well, yeah, exactly. There is that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Lando for world champion 2022. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a um, a podcast probably during testing. Um, as, yeah. to our, as to our sort of through the grid field because uh, last year we did our um, uh, our predictions which I'm now trying to remember so I can rub it in if I won um, or, f <laughs> or forget or forget about it entirely if I didn't um, yeah, we're going to have to go and dig them out yeah um, people are saying that these new rules are the biggest changes in Formula 1 since basically ever I don't think so I think the 2009 changes are were, were a magnitude bigger. I would agree because I mean in 2009 it was literally everything. Like even the the chassis had to change. Yeah. Obviously it will have changed this time because the cars are a lot smaller, but yeah, to a certain extent the like the power units are the same at the very least. It's going to be a lot of the same systems to drive the car. Yeah. From what the, a lot of the drivers are saying in terms of what they've driven on the simulators, is that the new cars are a lot more... Uh, they are a lot more agile, but because of that, they're also a lot more on-edge. 
Okay. Um, and as we perhaps expect through ground effect cars as well, if you um, if you do hit a curb a bit wrong, you lose that pressure and you lose some downforce, which can be quite <laughs> it could, well, very it could, be a, could be a massive accident. Yeah. From, yeah. If you go from having more than enough grip to suddenly none if you've lost all that pressure differentiation so um that that could be interesting as well i think it's going to require if anything a slightly different driving style possibly um where you can't just send it into the corner hmm. you have to actually think about curbs and runoff areas and things like that as well to try and maintain the pressure and keep keep the car stable so maybe someone like sergio perez you know a smoother driver not going to upset the car underneath him as much. You could, yeah, maybe could, he, could be his year. Sergio, well. Sergio Perez, 2020 world champion. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, that would mean Landon Norris has no chance. He's quite because he's quite <laughs> aggressive. Uh, yeah, he can be sometimes, can't he? But who, I don't know. We'll who are see. the smoothest drivers on the grid? Perez, uh, Carlos Sainz, obviously. Charlie Sainz, yeah. Operator. Yeah, not Char um, not not Charlie Clark. He tends to he tends to crash it. Yeah, he shreds tires. Sergio's really good on his tires, isn't he? Mick Schumacher, um, he's quite he's quite smooth. Mick, yeah. So Mick Schumacher, 2022 yeah. world champion, you had it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? I'd be so happy. <laughs> we'd uh, well, we'd yeah, we'd uh, keep up with your theory as well, wouldn't it? Of Mick's <laughs> yeah, yeah, wins every other year. Yeah. Uh, if he, he does it, in a, a if he do, year if, and then he wins the championship. If he does it in a bloody house, then that'll be. Could you imagine credit to him if you did? There will be some questions asked. <laughs> um, oh dear, I can't find the bloody predictions. That's annoying now. Um, right, have we got much else to say about this car? I think this, we've given people the um, the rundown of what these cars, what you should expect from these cars, and why. Yeah, I mean, we've gone over basically the main changes. Mm -hmm. um, do you think they'll be faster over a lap, Sean? Absolutely not. Do you think they could be some quicker somewhere like Monza? Um, yes. I would agree. Now, I think obviously they've got a lot less... They're going to have a lot less downforce, generally speaking. So I think certain circuits... Uh, they will really struggle. But tracks like, for example, Monaco, where a lot of it is more mechanical grip, the car could be quite good because it's smaller, it's more agile. Also, places like Monza or maybe even Silverstone or Spa, where it's a lot more kind of lower downforce, higher speeds. What about Mexico? I think they'll be faster. Maybe Mexico. The middle section's quite twisty in Mexico. It's high down, high that's altitude. What, that's what I'm thinking. Because well, the, the high altitude, will that make it worse or will it mean they cut through the air even easier I think they'll mm, they'd have a lot less drag but then they'd have a lot less general they, they, well, maybe actually because the, they're still generating pressure the same way aren't they well yeah sort of but then they run Monaco downforce as a, a track as fast as Monza in Mexico it's weird yeah um, I don't know that's going to be that's going to be interesting I think that'll be probably the most interesting of the lot yeah, I think you could be right, actually. It's an interesting mix of place that the altitude is going to make it tricky, but also the fact that it is quite a fast circuit generally, but the middle mm. section is quite twisty. Uh, you've got a little stadium bit at the back of the circuit, which is a bit 
meh. It'd be anyway, fit. But... <laughs> is that the uh, the technical term there, Sam? It is. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the automotive engineering degree uh, te- technical term that, that we uh, we use um, very very that's... very seriously. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> no, it's um, there's some of the phrasing that I use with some of my drivers a little bit. It's, like, <laughs> it's not really even a corner. Um, it's just a waste of time. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I think, um, it's not a quarter, It's a waste of time. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, that that, that, can be, uh, that can be said for most F1 tracks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think we're in for a good season. If, again, on paper, on paper, we're in for a good, yeah. a good season. I think yeah. It, the the theory behind a lot of the the, the changes is solid, and I like the ideas. Um, the cars will be slower over a lap is my prediction but i think the field will be closer together i think if which is something we haven't touched on good. we haven't touched on is um how suspension is going to change a lot due to those 18 inch rims and the because the tire used to be a major part of the suspension of a formula one car that, that is true they will have to soften things up but actually ironically you don't want it to be as stiff um when you're using ground effect anyway you need the the body to stay fairly stable so the dampening on the car will have to be tuned massively massively more precise well obviously it would have been precise anyway but huge improvements in dampening i'm gonna suggest yeah gonna see i mean obviously keep the car as stable as possible and as flat as possible for the whole length of the car not just across the front wing I mean, if, if only a system such as Frick or Active Damping was still a thing, um, but no, the, yeah. the FIA got rid of that. I don't know. I, <laughs> I think I think um, hmm, someone's going to get it very wrong. I think you're right. I think there there's certainly going to be people, uh, and I really hope as well. There's people that get it really right. People in the midfield that really smash it and and are suddenly the third best team. I don't. I, think I don't think we're going to see a brawn style no, you know, no. what, what, Honda came was it 7th or 8th in 2008 and then they made the championship yeah. winning car I don't think we'll see anything close to that Red Bull came from not far off actually they were like 6th in 2008 because it, it was mm. Ferrari McLaren Renault BMW Toro Rosso because Toro Rosso beat Red Bull <laughs> um, and so I don't think we're going to see anything like that but I think but, I mean, you could say the same for that season with Red Bull, couldn't you? Really, I mean, they went from what seventh? What was it? Would you say seventh to yeah. second, and then four consecutive championships? I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think Ferrari. I, can't see that. I can see someone like Ferrari or or McLaren getting that getting into the mix, which is what we want. Yeah, maybe if Alpine, there there is such a question mark over Alpine. They're 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 probably a bigger question mark than. Um, anyone in the field? Yeah, I would. I would completely agree, and I, I think they are one of those teams that, if they get it right, they will get it really right. If they uh, get it wrong, they'll be nowhere, and yeah. they're going to be paying for that mistake for the next three or four years. And Stone have to get it right. They have to. They've they've done it so often, and they've been so long without getting it really right. I, yeah. think, I think, yeah. and but oh, I don't know. Cause a couple of years ago, they were four. They came fourth. 
I think they could do it, but they, I don't think their drivers are good enough. Oh, this is hard. How am I going to bet on this championship, Sam? We, get, we have to discuss this on, a, on the next podcast after testing. <laughs> yeah, I think once we've had testing, we'll have a much more um, clear... <laughs> clear will not be the word, mate. It will be, if any, if testing's anything to go by, we'll be even more confused than we are now. As to almost the, certainly, when Yuki Sonoda is the fastest person. Oh God, can days, you can you imagine? Um, Cree, you'd be able to see Cree's smile from where we are, all the way down south. You'd be yeah. able to see Cree's hundreds smile. and hundreds of miles away. Um, until then, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, this has been the Sam Green Racing Engineering thank you. show. Uh, thank you, Sam, for joining me. Uh, yeah. do, do... Uh, before we go, Sean, yep. there is a new feature on Spotify. If you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, you can rate the show out of five stars. We want at least one. I need at least four, Sean. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, at <laughs> least a four. Um on, at the moment, I tell you what, I'm going to look it up now. What are we on at the moment? I, so I want at least one. At least a one, you think? Yeah, I reckon. If we're, if we're doing better than that, we're doing all right. Well, you know what? We have got, at the moment, five whole stars. Yes! As in five different people put, putting a one? No, no, <laughs> as in one person who will remain nameless putting five was it you? Yes. <laughs> like, share, follow, subscribe, social media, at Stelvio Auto. Um, that's it for the episode. We'll see you next time. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye.